Hey, Asterius, you ever use chat GPT? Yeah, it's scary as hell. Yes, I've used it. Ugh. It scares you? Why? Because it's definitely going to replace me. I'm, I know it. I'm really not feeling like it will because it's very dumb. Like it does sometimes just straight up feed you wrong information. Yeah. You know who else is very dumb and who gets regularly straight up fed wrong information? My boss is at the, co I got a new job a couple of weeks ago. My boss is at the company I work. I'm telling you right now, you tell ChatGPT to write some very funny tweets for a diet soda. It's going to crap out some stuff that is good enough for my idiot bosses. Yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, I could probably crap out some stuff that's better than what I could come up with. Yeah, it's scary. This uh, Look, I know everyone thinks AI is coming for their job. It's definitely coming from mine. But uh, I don't know. Why, why are you bringing up ChatGPT? So I've been playing with ChatGPT for a while. And I realized recently, if you listeners, if you don't know, ChatGPT is like a robot that you can ask it questions and it's supposed to respond like a human, but <laughs> questionable. Anyways, I figured out recently that ChatGPT will rewrite uh, scripts hmm. if you ask it to. <laughs> and it takes a little bit of needling to get something funny. So I had to, what you got to do is you sit there and you say, hey, have you ever heard of television or TV show? Okay. Or television or movie? Yeah. And then start talking about the characters. And then eventually you can transition into, hey, can you rewrite that scene where X happened, but make it Y? <laughs> so... I asked ChatGPT to rewrite the scene where Kim Wexler and Jimmy McGill break up from Better Call Saul. I wanted it to do the one where uh, somebody shoots somebody else in the head, but it wouldn't. <laughs> so this is what ChatGPT came up with. This is a rewrite of Kim Wexler and Jimmy McGill breaking up, but I also asked it to make them both Redditors. Okay. I would like to read to you. Okay. <clears throat> Kim Wexler sat on the edge of the bed, her eyes fixed on the floor as Jimmy McGill paced back and forth in front of her. They had been arguing for what felt like hours, their voices growing louder and more heated with every passing minute. I can't do this anymore, Jimmy, Kim finally said, her voice barely above a whisper. I can't keep living like this, always wondering if you're going to do something crazy or get us both killed. Jimmy stopped pacing and turned to face her. His expression was pained, but there was a hint of defiance in his eyes. But Kim, you're my pepper pots to my Iron Man, my Jerry Jane to my Spider-Man, my Jane Foster to my Thor. We're like a superhero duo fighting crime and taking names. Kim raised an eyebrow. Jimmy, we're not superheroes. We're lawyers. And you've been acting a little more like Loki than Thor lately. <laughs> Jimmy's face fell. Oh, come on. I'm not that bad. I just like to bend the rules a little bit. It's what makes me a great lawyer. But it's also what's destroying our relationship, Kim said, her voice tinged with frustration. I need someone I can rely on, someone who's honest and trustworthy, and that hasn't been you. Kim shook, stood and shook her head. We're just two regular people trying to make a relationship work, and right now it's not working. Jimmy sighed. I know, I know, but can we just post about our problems on Reddit and get some advice from fellow Marvel fans? <laughs> Kim raised an eyebrow. What does Reddit have to do with anything? Jimmy grinned. You'd be surprised, Kim. There's a whole subreddit of dedicated to dating advice for Marvel fans. They're like the Avengers of dating. Kim glared. I'm not kidding, Jimmy. I can't trust you. And if I can't trust you, we can't be in a relationship. 
Jimmy sighed. I know, I know. I've been a bad boyfriend. But can't we work this out like Tony Stark and Pepper Potts always do? Kim shook her head. I'm sorry, Jimmy, but this isn't a comic book. Real life doesn't work that way. You know, I assumed you had written this entire thing (laughs) until it referenced Pepper Potts twice. No, I wrote none of this. I believe you now because you are smart enough to change up your references. Okay, well, they've already referenced Jane Foster. Uh, what other? F- I don't know what other female. Uh, the lady doctor from uh, Doctor Strange. Anyway, please keep going. Kim shook her head. I'm sorry, Jimmy, but this isn't a comic book. Real life doesn't work that way. Jimmy's shoulders slump. I guess you're right. I just wish I had a superpower that could fix everything. Kim smiled despite herself. Well, you do have a talent for convincing people to do things they shouldn't. Maybe you can use that for good instead of for your own gain. Jimmy's face lit up. You're right, Kim. I could be the lawyer version of Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting for truth and justice. Kim rolled her eyes but couldn't help laugh. Just promise me you'll be the Steve Rogers version and not the Hydra version. (laughs) Jimmy took a step closer to her, his eyes full of sincerity. I promise, Kim. From now on, I'll be the superhero you need. (laughs) Maybe ChatGPT won't steal my job because the Hydra version was Steve Rogers. It was, you know, the fact that the Red Skull had made friends with the little girl that was a sentient Infinity Cube, and the little girl gave the Red Skull everything he wanted, which was that Steve Rogers had been a secret Hydra agent since the fourth. That was awful. That was I- I'm, so- I'm sorry. You probably want to hear me say that that was awful, and of course that was awful. It was awful. That was just awful. It was delightful, though. (laughs) That was about as funny as the kind of thing I could write for Coke or Pepsi or Verizon or AT&T. So I am now even more scared for my job. So thanks, but no thanks, Rancho. I also asked it to tell me a couple stories about the Baba Yaga. And uh, it, it gave me a few. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, ChatGPT is never going to replace your job because it's fucking stupid, dude. I asked it to tell me a couple stories about the Baba Yaga, and it gave me like three real ones. And then after that, just started making shit up. It's inventing its own Russian folklore? Yeah, it was like Marla walked through the woods when she happened upon the Baba Yaga propping up her home with chicken bones. And I looked it up and that that is not anything on the uh, English internet. It sounds Baba Yaga-esque. I heard chicken bones in there. Yeah, the Baba Baba Yaga builds her house on chicken bones. So we saw the the robot was right about the chicken bones. It was correct. It just wasn't an official story. I'm I'm telling you, if the robot can fool me and I'm an idiot, it can definitely fool my even dumber bosses. We're doomed. How can you not be saying that we're doomed right now? I'm just so tickled by this. I'm pretty, look, I'm pretty tickled too. Can you ask ChatGPT to write an episode of the loudest podcast? Oh, okay, let's see. All right, thanks. Theme music plays followed by a boisterous introduction from the host. Host one, hello and welcome to the loudest podcast. I'm your host, Max, and as always, I'm jo- hosted by my co-host, Tony. Host two, what's up, Max? I'm ready to make some noise. Max, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Tony. So what's on the docket for today's show? Well, Max, we're going to be talking about the most annoying sounds in the world this podcast. 
oh boy, that's going to be a fun one. But before we get into that, let's talk about what we've been up to since our last episode. Well, Max, I've been working on a new project that I think our listeners are going to love. I've been creating a series of videos where I go around to public places and make as much noise as possible. Can I just stop and say that this is a much better premise for the loudest podcast than two people in a relationship talking about what happened to them that week? Yeah, I think you are Tony. Of course I'm Tony! You don't think I'm You think I know I'm Tony? Going around making loud, annoying noises in people's ears. You know who'd love that? Today's tweens and mini tweens, which I I mean are at what are what's younger than tween? Uh kids? Uh, fetus? Today's Fodi and Feti. Look, I dubs, okay? I dubs. Now I know a lot of the noises that he made were slurs against the Asian American community. But it played very well with four to nine-year-olds. That's true. But this is a better pro- Okay, keep going. Sorry. That sounds interesting. What kind of reactions have you been getting? Well, Max, some people love it and think it's hilarious, while others get really annoyed and angry. You see how entertaining that would be to see like a bunch of boomers go like, no, get, get out of my ear. Oh, this podcast is too loud. And then it's just me going, eh. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> The whole podcast is a stereos going in public places and making noise. That that's TikTok right there. You want to hear the end of the last? Of course podcast? I do. Don't let me interrupt you. I suppose so, Tony. Personally, I think I'd be one of the annoying ones. Max sounds like a fuck up. Oh come on, Max. You got to live a little. Sometimes it's good to let loose and make some noise. Can't argue with that, Tony. Speaking of noise, let's get back to our topic for today. What do you think is the most annoying sound in the world? Easy, Max. The sound of someone chewing with their mouths open. It drives me absolutely insane. This is like a very long. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, I mean, we usually go for about an hour, so this is great. Keep going. Oh, there's a, they have, they even have listener comments. Wait, 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 what do our, what do our robotic overlord listeners think of our robotic podcast? You know what's not annoying? Our next segment where we read out some of our favorite listener reviews. Ah, yes. Our listeners always have the best things to say about us. Let's see. This one comes from Jazzy Jeff 88 These guys are hilarious. I love listening to them on my morning commute. Keep up the great work, Max and Tony. None of these comments have slurs. Thank in you, so Jazzy. Thank you, Jazzy Jeff. Well, listen, 88, we're halfway there. But I do like Jazzy Jeff, even though my Uncle Phil doesn't. Well, please continue. Sorry. You might not like this next comment. Oh, uh-oh. Here's one from Thunderbolt. Spelled with a three. I had to turn this off after five minutes. It was too loud and obnoxious. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. do, do me one more favor with this robot thing. Tell it, have you ever heard of the loudest podcast with Asterios, Coconos, and Sarantia? Have you ever heard of the... Yes, I am familiar with the loudest podcast featuring Asterios, Coconos, and Sarantia. It is a comedy contest that covers a variety of topics and features the host's humorous commentary and conversations. The show has gained a following for its energetic and irrelevant style. It knows what we are. Okay, it knows what we are. Now ask it, so what's wrong with Asterios Coconuts? How can we fix his life? He's 40 now and he really hasn't seemed to have accomplished a lot. And originally it was kind of cute that there was this like man child kind of like grasping at straws. But now it's getting, I noticed you've stopped typing. Uh, yeah, I, I asked ChatGP, I said, what the fuck is wrong with Asterios Coconuts? And it said, as an AI language model, I do not have access to Asterios Coconuts medical records. <laughs> 
I like I would immediately assume there's something physically wrong with you. Look, the fact that it's saying, here's what it's actually saying. There's something physically wrong. I just can't break HIPAA to tell you, but I do know what it is. It does say at the end, it is important to respect Asterios Kokonos' privacy and not make assumptions or spread rumors without proper evidence. Uh, maybe this robot is a dumb piece of shit because that sounds like a terrible episode of the loudest podcast. Yeah, this loudest episode of the loudest podcast sucks. I hate Max. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Tony. All right, I guess we're safe. And speaking of the loudest podcast, are you ready to start the loudest podcast? Hell yeah. Loudest Podcast, loudestpodcast.com. Is that still a website? Yeah. That? Do we yes. still own that? Or yes. Does that redirect to hardcore Chinese porn? Would you like it to? No. Then Let, yes. Let me tell you, someone has taken over. We're visiting Asterios' parents, and we're in a small little town, and someone has taken over the one hair salons in this small little town's website and replaced it with hardcore Chinese porn. And I don't know if they know that, because I was looking on Google Maps, so you know how on Google Maps you can like click on businesses and it'll tell you like when they're open or go to their website. Well, I click on this, and the only thing I see is a wall of Chinese text, which should have been my first clue. But I was like, you know what? Hey, fuck it. Maybe the salon, maybe it does, maybe they got hacked. So I click on the website, which is something normal, like smallsalon.com, and then I just <laughs> see two Chinese people having hardcore anal I believe like the specific language they used, it was like hardcore Asian holes. And I remember you and I being like, how are the holes themselves? Like, I understand if you give a hole a hardcore pounding. okay, but the holes themselves were hardcore. Explanation? Yeah, I don't think the holes themselves can be hardcore. I think they were just grasping for... I know. wanted something alliterative. The town we're in is so small. This is how small our town is. Uh, There was an election. It was decided 300 votes to 100 votes. That's how we picked our mayor. Lamau. That's how we picked... I was like, I can't believe... There were so many fucking road signs and... They're like... People clearly spent like tens of thousands of dollars on this 400-person election. Holy shit, I'm going to run for mayor. He should. You'd win. That'd be fun. I think if I ran for mayor here, I might be able to do a little bit better. Then I I think I'm going to get my ass handed to me in New York. (laughs) Have you seen how many posters in New York are just like, this is a very pretty girl. Here's her name. She wants to become troller. She wants to become what? Comp troller. You know, are you familiar with the Dave Coulier uh, 1980s sketch comedy series Out of Comp Troll? No, where I've he never p- heard of that ever. Where he played, he played like a very zany comp troller. And anytime like somebody spent way too much money in the budget, he would tell them to cut, cut it out. <laughs> well, uh, we should. Do you we- not know who David Coulier is? I don't know who David Coulier is. He's, he's I don't know what a comp troller is. I don't know this reference. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uncle Joey, okay? It's Uncle Joey. It's Uncle Joey. Uncle Joey from Uncle Joey from Full House. It was a very full house. Oh, full to the brim. They had to live. This is so dumb. I can't believe. They had to live in the attic. No, Asterios. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. You know who David Coulier is. He's Uncle Joey. Mm, hello, I'm Boo Winkle the Moose. Uncle Joey from Full House. Didn't you, like, go and see a taping of Full House as a kid? 
Say something funny right now. I'm infuriated. With you. you saw Full House. I did not. We've had con- we've had a lot of conversations about Full House and how full that house was. I was not allowed to watch Full House, you, which you know. You know Full House because the other day when we were driving up the island, I passed a road sign and I said, oh, that's the font from Full House. And you said, oh, yeah, it is. Unless, of course, you were just mollifying your future boomer husband's nonsense. Uh, the world may never know. And that's a reference to that Tootsie Roll c- commercial where the owl eats the fucking lollipop. Did now you know that? Now that's a reference I get. That's a that commercial is older than Full House. Did you know that they used to have with Tootsie Roll Pops, they had at one point a device that you could buy that you would, it was kind of like a little, like a tube you'd hold in your hand and you'd put the Tootsie Roll Pop into the tube and then you'd press a button on the tube and it would make the pop spin yeah. so you could just put it on your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was also, it also counted the number of licks, I think, because yeah. it was like, how many licks does Jake get to the center of Tootsie Roll So that was the, I think that's great. That's good marketing. Tootsie Roll Pot. No, I know. I know. One time I did pitch to the Tootsie Roll Corporation that we do use sign. And I'm, this is not a joke, actually. Okay. I'm going to tell you all the times I've been lying on this podcast so far. Number one, the show is called Out of Control, not Out of Comp Troll. Number two, a comptroller is an elected position that's like kind of in charge of like the bookkeeping of a state. And it's like the comptroller is the person who comes in and they're like, you stole a bunch of money. You're going to jail. Uh, Number three, like when Dave Coulier tells you to cut it out, he means like, you know, cut out the nonsense. Or if he feels like you're kind of blowing smoke up his ass, uh, he doesn't care about the books at all. Number four, the house was very full, but... Uh, that's not why they called it Full House. It was because they were, you know, there were three girls and three guys and they were all living in the house. And like, that was why. Although uh, uh, Uncle Jesse did live in the attic. I don't know why. It's, like, there were plenty of other bedrooms. Like, weird to have a whole family up in that attic. And then, oh, yeah. Wait, with Jesse had a whole family in the fucking attic? He had twins up there. Uncle Jesse, Aunt Becky, who is in jail because she she forged a bunch of college applications for her daughter and she said my daughter's a lacrosse star yeah, i remember that and her daughter's not a lacrosse star and now she's a jail star and then finally one time to the tootsie roll corporation i did say that i want to get scientists and i want to like find out the average surface area of the human tongue like the average like moisture output of it and i wanted to build like a robot tongue that like perfectly mimicked the human tongue and finally find out how many licks it does take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop. I appreciate the commitment to keeping the statistical pool correct. Like, you know, I think I think normal people might have just tried it themselves, perhaps attempted to lick it, but you Asterios Coconut said, no, that won't be representative of the general population. We need the average saliva output, average tongue size, so we could get this in as accurate as modern technology can get it. I really said to the client and to the team, I was like, no, this needs to be like a scientific paper that like we submit to be peer reviewed because any asshole can just like hang out in their attic and keep licking a Tootsie Roll pop. Like it's not how many licks does it take for like Billy to get. It's like how many licks? The average number of licks. I would have been really interested in that. (laughs) Uh, Two other things that I pitched that never got made were and like so like for a gas control drug i was like i want to make a team of fart detectives like because if you ever don't know 
who farted. I want you to be able to call a hotline to find out who farted. <laughs> and I did so much research. Like I found out that there was this like gas detecting robot that like could find that like was programmed to find gas leaks on giant tankers. I found there was this dog that was like very good at finding gas leaks. The guy that invented the robot that found gas leaks. I like I, I like I found him. He wrote like a whole paper on farts in Japanese and and, um, and then I found like this private detective that New York State uses to find out like where the mob hides its money. Holy shit. And so I like assemble. It, it was like this whole team that would like come to the scene of the nose crime and they would like use like technology and then also good old fashioned interrogation to really find out who farted. That's really funny. That got so much farther down the pipeline that you'd think like we had like a full-on like 30-page budget made we were looking at directors like we were going to spend like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a campaign called who farted <laughs> and then and then my boss at that company got fired and replaced with someone else who did not like fart jokes oh that's a tragedy that was a really good idea i'm imagining don't you usually need to like show a dog like you give a dog a piece of somebody's clothing yeah. if they're searching for their body so yeah. they have something to uh, associate the smell with. So what would you do for the dog? Would you get them all three suspects to give them a pair of your sh their shat in underwear and <laughs> have the dog smell it? If the dog's going to be smelling for farts, how's the dog going to be able? I'm sorry. What? That? Wait, sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want me to cut this out because that's disgusting? We would never do that. No, I was going to have people fart in the dog's face. Shoot diarrhea all over the dog. Yeah, it, well, I mean, you know, look, I don't know that the diarrhea is going to get through their pants. I didn't mean bare-ass farts in the dog's face, oh, but you know. I immediately thought bare-ass farts in dogs. You thought I was going to have strangers pull open their ass cheeks and give this dog pink eye? Oh, yeah, I imagined something like this. Okay, Rancho's getting up. Or she's squatting on the ground. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> she's doing some sort of yoga pose and she is pulling her ass cheeks apart. It's a listener, get on your hands and knees and pull your cheeks apart as far as you can. I want you to pull your cheeks apart so far that your anus is like, what are we doing here? Okay. It starts getting nervous. Speaking of pulling your cheeks apart, uh, a listener of ours actually <laughs> DM'd me. They were like, hey, what ep what's the episode of The Loudest Podcast where someone shoved uh, bubble water up their ass <laughs> to feel the bubble friends in their colon? And I was like, God damn it, I don't remember. So if any listeners out there know what episode that was, uh, please uh, DM us uh, at Asterius on Twitter, thelouderspodcast.gmail.com. Look, I mean, I honestly, I had not anticipated things getting this gross uh, this early in the podcast because we do have kind of a gross topic. Um, oh, I can't wait. Do you remember how things got kind of heated between me and that old lady at the 7-Eleven yesterday? Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Yeah. Can I explain what happened? Uh, yes, I'm so Okay, first off, I'm sorry. I try not to expose you to my everyday rage. <laughs> like, do I do a good job of not exposing you to my everyday rage? Yes, you do. I can tell when you're really mad just because you have a, a tone, you have an inflection in your voice that I can detect, but I don't think most people can detect. Okay, would you care to do an impression of it? Okay, do so say something to me. Just say anything. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, this latest draft of your work sucks. Like, did you even try? Okay, hey, listen, listen, listen. I tried my best. I tried to give you everything that you wanted. 
apparent. I, I guess I, I did a poor job. <laughs> That's it. Like the, the inflection on everything. It's so condescending. I'd want to punch that person in the fucking face. Uh, yeah, so I'm in 7-Eleven just looking at the new burrito dogs. Ooh, those look delicious, by the way. They were pretty good. I don't know if I should be trusting 7-Eleven hot dogs. I know that's Russian roulette, so I don't think I'll eat that again. But it was pretty good. The burrito dog was pretty good. It's a taquito wrapper, and inside there's a hot dog, and there's melted cheese all around it. It just, I saw it. Because, look, we go to 7-Eleven all the time to, to get Rancho a single taquito. Like, that's her treat for, like, not punching her computer that day because somebody gave her, like, shitty, shitty notes on a writing. And, uh, yeah, and I see, I see these burrito dogs. I go, Rancho, is this new? And you're like, yes, because Rancho has an encyclopedic knowledge of everything on the rollers. Can you give us your taquito preference in order? Absolutely. And I can also tell you the other things on the rollers and why they're shit. Please. <laughs> Number one, if you go to 7-Eleven, do not get the griller. What's it called? Like the chicken griller or roller? Know. It's a giant meat rod. And it really feels like you're eating a human penis. Is that the thing that looks like a big mozzarella stick but is not? Correct. That looks disgusting. Unless it was a big mozzarella stick, in which case I would love it. But that looks disgusting. It's just a huge meat rod. And you Ugh. feel you will feel ill okay. while eating it. Don't eat the okay, don't eat the chicken griller. Chicken God. roller. The I chicken know, roller. They're, they're fat as fuck. You'll okay. know. Okay. All right. Taquito preference in order. We have number one. Monterey Jack and Chicken. Always there, always a favorite, always good. Number two, taco cheese. <laughs> Another classic, really great, <laughs> always pretty good. Number three, steak taquito. Not frequently seen and not frequently good, but... <laughs> I do roll the dice. Sometimes you get when they're just got finished cooking, the steak one is good. Otherwise, it gets like rubbery and hard. Real fast? Way, yeah. In a way that I don't think the chicken does. It's something, I don't know, something with the mixture of the consistency of the steak and the cheese. It's not it. Got it. Number four. I think there's a Korean flavor. <laughs> yeah, there is. It's just called Korean barbecue. It's just called that. Yeah, that's not very good. Too Ugh. sweet. Do not recommend. Okay. And I don't, I don't know if there are any other taquitos. No, there's like a bunch of them. Because I know because I've accidentally brought home taquitos from the lower end of Rancho Spectrum at times. And like, she's like, oh, thanks. And like, she eats them. And like, I know for a fact the moment I leave the room, they're going in the garbage. The way I remember that she likes Monterey Jack taquitos is, of course, because Monterey Jack is a character from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Oh, okay. That's, That's the only way I remember. And then sometimes if there's not Monterey Jack and not taco cheese, I just leave. No taquitos. Rancho would rather get no taquitos than bad taquitos. That's correct. So I'm looking at 7-Eleven. I'm swirling my glass of wine and slowly looking through my options on my what I'll pair with this today. Perhaps nerds gum ropes perhaps whatever the fuck those filled twizzlers are those are pretty lit and i hear stereos talking to the um older woman behind the counter the counter of the 7-eleven he walks up there and he says hey do you have some napkins can i have some napkins oh I, actually if you don't mind me saying i said oh uh, excuse me uh, uh where are the napkins where are the napkins i, I was very nice because she's an old lady and she goes well we don't put those out and uh i go Oh, well, uh, can I have some napkins? And the lady goes, why? Why? 
And then I did the exact thing that you just made fun of before. I put my hands up, liberal surrender hands, and I said, hey, if uh, if you don't feel comfortable handing out napkins, it's totally okay. It's, it's okay. And then she gets apologetic and she goes like, well, how many napkins do you want? And I go, how many napkins do you feel comfortable giving me? And then, like, this was a big fucking problem because then didn't her fucking supervisor yes. come over too and be like, no, why do you want those napkins? Yes. Tell us. Yes. And then she goes, are you going to buy something? And you sidle up next to me holding taquitos, <laughs> like, right by your smiling face. And I go, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy my fiance some taquitos and we're, we're going to get some lottery. We're going to get some scratch off lottery tickets. And then she hands me a big stack of napkins. Only after you'd proven yes. that you were worthy enough. Now, my first instinct was to just reach across the counter and throttle her <laughs> and just be like, you don't buy the napkins. This isn't your 7-Eleven, old lady. If it was, you wouldn't be here, old lady. Just give me the fucking napkins. I'm not a 14-year-old boy, like, trying to play napkin ball in your parking lot. I'm a 40-year-old man. I'm wearing a Pendleton jacket and big, nerdy glasses. I clearly work in IT or something. Give me the fucking napkins. I can't believe they denied you napkins. They eventually gave me the napkins. Now, I know you're thinking, listeners, like, why didn't you just tell the lady why you wanted napkins? Well, I couldn't. And Rancher, actually, you don't know why I wanted those napkins. Yeah, I'm curious. And I'm going to tell you right now, I shit my pants in the 7-Eleven parking lot. You shit your pants? I'm sorry? You know that old saying where it's like a, 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 a relationship is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. Yes. Well, as you get older, sometimes you don't have to force it, and it's shit, too. <laughs> sometimes just, like, the smallest, teeniest, tiniest farts can just open up the... And here come the waterworks. And so it was... Like, are you familiar with the uh, the alcoholic drink that involves vodka, coffee, liqueur, Irish cream, and heavy cream? No. Well, there was a mudslide in my pants. <laughs> well, okay, 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 okay. Pause, 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 pause. So what type of shit? First, we need to establish that. What type of shit? Was it a solid shit or was it diarrhea? It was like a golf ball. It was like a golf ball came out and I could feel a bunch of other golf balls on the way. And I managed to like shut the airlock kind of like how Jordy LaForge does when there's a warp core breach. Like the gate just closed. Oh, I see. That's really shameful. Like because diarrhea, that's like something everybody is like sneezed a little too hard. Let a little diarrhea escape. They have? A full ass turd hysterias. It happened. I'm not proud of it. I'm like, what do I do? You're like, hey, I want these napkins because I uh, shit my pants in your parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I defecated after <laughs> exiting my car. Now, I know I don't look like I shit my pants because I managed to clench my ass cheeks together fast enough to contain the shit within my ass cheeks. However, I'd like as many napkins as you can give me to create a protective layer of napkin between my bare ass cheeks and my underwear. You know, like a diaper. I'd like to make a diaper out of these napkins, lady. Is that what you wanted to hear? Have I made your day better or worse? Maybe do you want to start rethinking like your napkin interrogation policy, lady? Or do I need to pull the shit from my pants to prove to you 
<laughs> that I have indeed shat myself in your parking lot. Why, why don't we grab one of those Slurpee straws and I'll stir it around down there and kind of give you, show you a sample of what's been happening. Will that, will that make you happy, lady? Better yet, I'll trade you my shit in underwear for this taquito and some napkins. Given how dire the circumstances were, did I make the right decision? Yeah, I think you did. You think I did? Do you I think, think I behaved well? Honestly, I'm surprised by how in control of yourself you were. Because if I had diarrhea sh- dripping out of my pants, and I say diarrhea because I would only shit myself with diarrhea, as I have done in yeah. the past. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. Wait 15 years. You'll see. You'll see. Time makes fools of us all. You know what else makes us look foolish? Shitting our pants in a 7-Eleven parking lot. You know what I would have done if that woman told me that? If she asked me why I needed napkins and if I was going to buy something, I would have walked over to the lottery section. You know where the lottery tickets are? Yeah. Uh, plucked one of those Powerball, you know, the sheets where you can mark oh. your Powerballs, <laughs> wipe my ass, and then slap it on the counter and say, that hurt. <laughs> I have a paper cut on my perineum now. Oh my God. I probably should have done that. You, you know what? When there's an emergency, I am remarkably in control because there's always an emergency happening in my mind. So like, I'm always at like a heightened state of alert. Like anytime I'm with someone and they need to go to like the emergency room or like someone's bleeding or like anytime there's like a serious emergency at work, I'm like the calmest guy in the room. And then every other time I'm the most anxious, crazy guy in the room. It's good that you have that power to sweep in and save anyone who may shit their pants at work. (laughs) Yes, especially me, Asterios Kokonos. Look, I'd like to bring up, like I brought up earlier, there's 400 400 voters in this town. 400 voters. These ladies had seen us many, many times before. It's a tiny, teeny town. Like, they know I've bought stuff. Also, don't I look like an adult? Yeah, I don't get that. I feel it's so weird to me that these people were so strict about their napkin usage in such a small town. See, I expect when you go to a McDonald's in Brooklyn for them to go tell you to go fuck yourself. Of course. Ask for anything at any point when you're not actively buying something. Yes. But like, how many people are you seeing where handing out napkins is creating disaster after disaster for you that you're this fucking defensive of them? If anything, the more you distribute napkins, odds are the cleaner things are going to be and the less you're going to have to do your job. Now, obviously, if the little stinkers come in and they're like, it's time to pull our classic napkin goof (laughs) and like they get on each other's shoulders and there's a trench coat around them and they're like, "Mm, 1,000 napkins, please. Here's a hay penny. And they put a hay penny or straw penny like on the counter. I understand you being suspicious. I get it. But this is clearly not three kids in a trench coat. It's me. Look at this face. Ladies and gentlemen, look, is this the face of a napkin waster or is this the face of someone who respects the napkin? This is the face of a guy who shat his pants at a 7-Eleven Of course it's the face of someone who shat. You know how, look, this is how much I hate waste. I, for the longest time, go to Starbucks. I would, uh, would dump a bunch of sugar in my coffee, put the milk in my coffee. 
take one of the wooden stirs, stir around the coffee, take the wooden stir, put it back in the stirs. Why? Because I don't like the idea of, because those things are trees. They're made of wood. I don't want to waste these fucking stirs. Someone else can use the stir. And if you're thinking like, oh, what if somebody's allergic to, no, they're stirring, okay? They're stirring. The, the stirs are for stirring. It, no one's going to die because of my stirrer. I don't know. If I was going to stir my coffee and, it, coffee and I picked up one and it was wet, <laughs> I'd have questions. I kind of, I would put them like on the top. I would bury You're Look, it, the, the odds of you taking my one wet stir, it's like a needle in a stir stack. You're, you're going to be fine. I guess it is. But I mean, if I picked out a coffee stir and it was wet, I would immediately throw it in the garbage and get a new one. Would you also throw out all the stirs around it? Probably, Because they were all contaminated. Maybe. Much like the failure of SVB Bank threatened to contaminate the entire financial system. The last time I shit my pants in public, I think I was in college. I was at a career fair (laughs) and I was sick Mm -hmm. and I had diarrhea. And I, I don't remember if I tried to push the fart or if I just sneezed and got really unlucky. But I did something and the floodgates just opened yeah and i was like oh no i did i was prepared though i immediately sprung into action i was sitting there i was like okay now this is what we're dealing with (laughs) (laughs) stay calm head to the bathroom i had to take my panties off and throw them away (laughs) you know i bought you that package that pack of emergency period panties the other day yeah you did well tell people about this because i look i was just so delighted that i ran into them that i was like whatever this costs i'm buying tell people about this okay so listeners they make panties now that have like sealing the fabric liners they like seal to your skin so you could just free bleed in them and then wash them it's great they're reusable I don't know if they work on human shit because it's only designed to hold period blood. Okay, well, first off, the reason I like them is because they come in a little sealed envelope. So the idea is that, like, it's like in case of emergency rip envelope. This is like the nuclear keys of panties. So I'm like, I bought her a couple of them. I'm like, put one of these in every purse you got in case there's some sort of period panty. But they were like $5. You're like, buy a bunch of them. Can I tell our listeners what I do sometimes with you when I take you shopping? Yeah, please. Look, I'll do a thing where like, look, I, I, I like to act like a big shot, like I can afford things that I clearly cannot afford. So sometimes like we'll pass by a Victoria's Secret and I'll go, go buy yourself a pound of panties. Just a pound of panties. Here's the credit card. You go nuts. Yeah, because it's like. I always wanted to have like a, it's better to have more panties than less. And at Victoria's Secret, there'll be like three pairs of panties for $11 sometimes. And yeah, remember what happened to us that one time in Florida? You want to tell us what happened to the listeners that happened one time in Florida? Oh yeah, uh uh-huh. There's, uh, you ever been in a Victoria's Secret listener? Victoria's Secret has something called the semi-annual sale where they create a giant pile of panties that are on sale and anybody can just grab them at stellar prices. And the reason why they're at stellar prices in Orlando, Florida is because I picked up a pair that had some pretty cervical mucus on them. And that's when I learned the term cervical mucus was when Rancho said, we have to leave this Victoria's Secret right now. The panties have cervical mucus on them. Cervical mucus is a type of like, it's got the consistency of snail goo. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Comes out of ladies' pussies. 
because sperms because your vagina is like super acidic i think most of the time most of the year uh-huh. so you're so jizz can't survive in it oh so your body makes cervical mucus that makes it easier for the jizz to swim through the pussy I thought the mucus was so that the fertilized egg could stick to the inside of the uh, uterus. Like it could stick to the lining of the uterine walls. I don't think that's true. No, because it's made by the cervix. So it's all in your vagina. But the cervix is all, I mean, it's all one. The cervix is up there. Yeah, but the cervix connects. It separates your womb from your vagina. And you know how the entrance, it goes down, right? So it shoots all of its cervical mucus into your vagina, which is where your penis is going to be. So the womb is, so the baby's not swimming in cervical mucus. No, I don't think so. Okay, so well, then what's all that goo that's on the baby when the baby come out? I don't know. It's fucked up. It's like blood, just baby goo. <laughs> okay, there's a bunch of baby goo. I mean, the other day, Rancho, you know, we're out here visiting my parents, and, you know, there's, there's, there's no tamps here. There's no none of our cotton buddies. So, no tamps. So I go out, I buy a box of cotton buddies. I take a picture of it to make sure it's the one she wants. She says, I love them. Oh, didn't I say, like, ooh, ultra? Yeah, like you were like, what size pussy you wear? <laughs> yeah, this was another time when we were in a CVS, and, I, and she picked up ultra, and I went out loud. I went out loud, ooh, ultra. And apparently this was very embarrassing for her. I thought it just meant ultra protection, but you thought it meant something else? You usually get it for your, I mean, I was interpreted, oh, ultra, is that for your massive river of blood shooting out your vagina? You can't control that? Oh my, it must be a fucking murder scene in your panties. At the time you told me that you were upset because you, because I was suggesting that you had an ultra-sized pussy. Yeah, that too. I thought mine was funnier. Okay. They're both awful. I just, I just, I just, I don't know. It's look, if I have the choice between ultra and little and baby shit, I want ultra all the time. Even though I don't need it. I want ultra protection. Yeah, I I will go with ultra tampons all the time. I don't like buy thinner ones for when you get to the end of the period. I just smash them up there and hope for the best. I think that's what you should do. So, so, you know, I, I, I bring home this box of tamps, this box of cotton buddies. And I and uh, she's like, oh my my uh, my period hasn't started yet. And I go, well, why don't you stick one up there just in case, like it starts overnight? And she started to laugh, <laughs> and then she was like, that's not how it works. And I st- still don't know what I did wrong. It's uncomfortable. I mean, your vagina is an orifice that's always open, but it's not always wet. Which means that it's not always lubricated. So when you put the tampon in, it's you're very aware that it's there because it's it's just it's just this foreign thing. Yeah. But when you're having a period, the thing soaks up a bunch of blood and becomes softer somehow. Oh. Yeah. So it becomes bigger than it was originally, but it's not uncomfortable. It's difficult to explain. You I- need the blood. Yeah, I remember the first time I put in a tampon, the girl that was showing to me, I was like, how do I know when to take it out? And she's like, oh, you'll just know. And it's true, you do just kind of know because it starts to feel uncomfortable again. Okay. So if I just rammed a dry tampon up my pussy and left it there, I don't know, that hurt. That's bad? <laughs> that would hurt. That's not good. Not be fun. I thought it was the kind of thing where it's like, you know, look, you put a clean diaper on a baby because you know they're going to shit themselves overnight. I genuinely thought I was helping you by suggesting that you preventatively use tampons. Yeah, no, that's what a lot of people use pads for. 
And you don't like pads. I don't like pads because it makes me feel like I'm wearing a diaper. You told me that if I wanted to find out what it felt like to put a tampon up there when dry, to stick a tampon up my ass? Yeah, that's pretty similar. Because your ass is also not lubricated, so I think that'll give you a pretty good uh, simulation. It is. It was at the 7-Eleven parking lot. (laughs) You know what? If I had that... This whole napkin conversation would not have happened. That's true. You should have stopped your shit up. Then it wouldn't have poured out of your pants in the 7-Eleven parking lot. Isn't that what they like train soldiers to do? Like if you've been shot, like you put a tampon in there because it soaks up the blood. Sure. Yeah. That sound. That tracks. You, you haven't heard. Did I just make that up? I think you might have. I could have sworn I heard that once where they're like a tampon is like a very good emergency battlefield bandage. I mean, it does suck up blood real fast and real quick. You know what? Maybe don't take battlefield combat medical advice from uh, the Loudest Podcast. Either the real Loudest Podcast or the fictional ChatGPT Loudest Podcast. We'll both get you killed. I really want to know who Max and Tony are and if there's another Loudest Podcast that actually features Max and Tony. (laughs) We got to get the Loudest Podcast on our Loudest Podcast. We got to do a Loudest, Loudest crossover. I think if I needle chat GPT enough, I could, it could write a Loudest Podcast episode featuring you and me. Yeah, I heard that like South Park did like a, a whole a whole episode written by chat GPT and it's like, all right, I get it. You didn't want to write an episode this week. That's fine. That's funny. And so that's a fun little gimmick. Okay, guys, I get it. Hey, actually, you know what? Speaking of cervical mucus. And stained panties. Uh, we watched the finale to MILF Manor, and I promise you that transition will make sense. Yeah, the finale of MILF Manor, listeners, are thrilling eight-week-long journey with MILFs through Mexico and a bunch of guys who are just not interested. Yeah. <laughs> Finally came to a close, but not before we got all the guys together to play a game called Dig Through Your Mom's Dirty Laundry and Pull Out Her Panties. And if you can correctly identify your mother's panties, you win a date. They did this. They had a thing. It was called like, <laughs> it was called Dirty Laundry. And they're like, we've all got dirty laundry, but can you find your mom's dirty panties <laughs> out of this pile of panties? And they made these kids dig through a pile of panties to find the one that was most like their mom. Well, they're not kids. One of them's like 28. But yes, they did make them find their mom's stained panties. It was incredible. It's incredible that this got on air. This show is so boring for 90% of it. And then they'll do a thing where they'll be like, Give your mom a hot oil rub down and hear the sexy noises your mom makes while you're touching her sexy back. Yeah, this show is really incesty. It's so fucking weird. And then like one of the guys is like flossing his teeth with the panties. Yes. And he's like, ha isn't this funny? This might be my mom's panties. And it's like, you're this desperate to get on TV. A lot of them seemed like they were literally only there to get on TV, which made the show really fucking boring, by the way. Nobody fucking boned. Yes, it's incredible. Not even a hand job happens on MILF Manor. <laughs> yeah, no. And the MILF 
MILFs are not the problem. The MILFs no. are going for no. it. The MILFs are horny. Kelly yes. is a fucking menace to society. She's trying to fuck everyone in the house. Uh, Christine is making people visibly uncomfortable with yes. how much she's talking about sex. And So Young enters the village. She's like, I'm so young. I'm so wet. <laughs> Which one of you? wants to suck my pussy but these guys are just not into the milfs so rancher and i like we watched every episode of milf manor and then i watched them all again because i was like what went wrong here usually when you tape a tv show and it's a failure you just don't put it out like discovery plus is full of like weird shows where they tape three or four episodes and they clearly decided we're not putting this on tv for example alaskan women looking for love yeah and there was one called like size dating big that was about it was called like big love yeah it was about a couples where one of them was morbidly obese and the other one was a normal weight yeah and there's like four episodes <laughs> yeah. of this and it's like what do you mean there's four episodes of a television show it's like yeah Halfway through, they're like, this ain't working. Milf Manor, it's so weird to see a failure of a TV. Like, why do you think the TV show... Like, explain to our why you think the TV show failed. I think the TV show failed because they were too hooked on the idea that it was going to be moms and sons. Yeah. Because I think you would have to search real hard to find guys who are cool with, like, fucking moms... Also, while their mom is, like, sharing a bedroom with them, I think what they should have done is gotten a bunch of guys, like, 18 to 23-year-old men who are just like, I really, really, genuinely want to fuck old women. Yes. I would have preferred that so much more. I would have preferred if they had, like, one or two ringers even mixed into there, like, super sexy young men so all the MILFs will fight over each other. But no, it was boring because there was no sex. There was no sex and no chemistry between any of them. You know, for listeners who don't remember, like, the premise of MILF Manor, it's like, oh, the, we, we put a bunch of hot MILFs in a house. And I'm like, look, these are perfectly fine MILFs. They're, a lot of them are super in shape. Like, they're, they're very energetic. Like, and so, but the twist is it's like, oh, it's all of their sons. So, yeah, it's kind of like Rancher saying, well, that's kind of like a hat on a hat. It's like you can have incest manner or you can have MILF manner, but you can't have MILF manner featuring incest because all these women's sons are clearly very uncomfortable with everything happening. Yeah. So no one's fighting over MILFs. The MILFs aren't fighting over guys. These guys aren't going for it. But they also don't want to look like monsters on TV. So the guys are just like, they go on these dates. They're very pleasant to the MILFs. They have nice conversations with the MILFs. But then when they go camping with the MILFs and they're like glamping and they're in a little tent together, you see like a 50-year-old woman like cuddling up to the guy and trying to get something happening. And the guy's just like, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. And you just feel bad for these old women. Yeah, I do. It was supposed to be MILF Manor. They were promised a manor full of young men that would want to fuck them. Yes. And they didn't get it. They got a manor full of young men who just wanted to be on TV. Those are the ones that I feel like that didn't nope the fuck out immediately when they learned what the premise was. Just dudes with no interest in MILFs who want to be on TV and saw this as their opportunity. 
and it's not fun to watch. I'm watching the show. The show, if I'm watching, it's not, I'm not tuning into MILF Manor because, ill gross, MILFs are going to suck their son's dick. I want to see MILF on young man action, and none of that happened. One of them even straight up said, like, yeah, I'm having a problem finding attraction to these MILFs. Yeah, and it's like, well, clearly all of them are. Um, it's, it's, you know, this is a show for older women who were watching Discovery Plus on Monday night. So it's like, yeah, they, you, you know, we want to see the MILFs win. And then you're just kind of watching MILF after MILF strike out and you, just, you feel bad for the MILF. And then the other thing is, how many contestants leave during the course of the show because they're clearly just uncomfortable with the premise? The show starts, and then that one mom and son duo literally just lock themselves in their room. Yeah. For most of the episode, like, this is fucking weird. No, we're not going to be on this. And then Milf Manor suddenly becomes an elimination challenge, and they get eliminated, I assume, so they could get them the fuck out of the villa so they could move in another couple, which they did. And then after that, Milf Manor took a really weird turn. It was like, I think they just needed to wrap it up and they didn't know how to end it. So they were like, okay, Milfs, it's time for you to choose your match. Choose a guy that you want to continue your journey with or go home. And one of the dudes was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to take myself out of the running because I'm not interested in this anymore. Yeah, it was that male stripper guy. Like the male stripper guy's like, yeah, I'm just going to go. And so they bring in like this like backup alternate like reserve MILF. Yeah, they bring a reserve MILF and a reserve son. And, and her res- son is a fucking Redditor. Yeah, he looks like a goddamn Redditor. Her son is just like this like, oh, oh my God. He looks like the kind of guy who you like, you have to make nice with because he's fixing your computer for work. And if you're not polite to this guy, you're not getting your work done today. Yeah, it was really uncomfortable to watch him on dates because he went on a date with Christine, who I think was the stripper, the mom of the male stripper. Yeah. And he was talking, he's like, oh, this type of cactus is uh, native to the African Southwest. And then you hear Christine be like, oh, I wonder what else I could be injected full of. So uncomfortable to watch because he's just, and then he completely ignores her. He's like, and there's 43 species of cactus in Mexico. (laughs) Even Sheldon isn't going for it. Sheldon, like this guy looks like he's never had sex in his life. And do you know what? The fact that like four contestants left the show is a pretty strong indication that these moms did not think their sons would be the hunks and that these hunks did not think they were going to be on a TV show with their moms. And then there's this thing where it's like some of the young guys, clearly they're just like, look, my mom wants to be a reality TV star. I'm going to stick this out and be very polite to MILFs. Hopefully I get out of here without one of them molesting me. Yeah. It's a it's rough for these MILFs and every and you can tell because like half of the cast leaves. Yes. During the pair up thing. Like yeah. half the cast is just like you would think after hearing if you don't have a match, you're gonna get eliminated. At least some of them would be like, Oh shit, let's pair up so right. we could keep this keep this shit going. But they were like, nah, we're done. Does anyone even make out? I don't even think we see like a make out. It ends with like some people being like, oh boy, I can't wait to go on a date with you in the future after we've left Milf Manor. And like one of them gives a really contrived speech where he's like, really, we became a family here at Milf Manor. And it's like, no, that didn't happen. 
you're definitely not going to look this girl up when she gets back to L.A., all of you are going to try to forget this happened, aren't you? Yeah, reality TV contestants always say shit like that. Like, I made a lifelong friendship. Like, no, you fucking don't. You are forgetting these assholes as soon as you get on that plane. So the question is now, is Discovery going to try to do like a re-roll here? Are they going to try to do like MILF Manor 2? What do you think the future of the MILF Manor franchise will be? Well, MILF Manor is kind of poisoned at this point with the incest shit. Yeah. So I think if you're going to make another MILF Manor, it can't just be MILF Manor season two. I think it needs to be something else, like MILFs in Paradise. Yes. We call it, we call it MILFs in Paradise. And this time, or MILF Manor 2, Island of Love. Sure. Something. Okay. We get an island. We get a bunch of milfs. Keep that the same. A bunch of milfs who are horny for dick. And then I want a bunch of young men who really, really want to put their cocks in old women. I want the casting director to do their homework. I want them to look up guys who have been in milf porn. I want them to look up uh, their social medias and see the average age of their previous girlfriends. I want legitimate milf fuckers. And then after Milf Island opens and they start like vibing and getting together, I want the twist to be we hear from the staircase, remember me? And then we see Kelly. I want MILFs from last season of MILF Manor here to fuck shit up. And I would pick Kelly because she's the one that was trying to suck everyone's cock. She tried to bang that dude on night one. And then the dude was like, yeah, uh, I'm uncomfortable fucking you in this bed six feet away from your son. Which is like, look, you know what I would have done? On night two, I would have put them all in their own rooms. It's funny once. It's funny once that like, oh, you're getting cock blocked by your son. And by the way, that's not funny. I guess it's interesting. It's not interesting. It's that, look, you do that once. And then, okay, now we all got our own suites. Because it's like, you you honestly can't explain. What do you think? These people are going to go doggy style on the patio? Yeah. They're 50 years old. They, you can't bend these people over a bar like if they were 20. Like, they need the support and comfort of a bed. And it's like, what was Discovery Plus going for? Yeah. Because it seems like they didn't want people to fuck. Right. Don't you know, we watch these shows to watch coupling and then watch people argue over dick and like to watch like young guys get into fist fights over old ladies. Yeah, I want to see fights. Yes. I want to see more cat fights. This was another problem with Milf Manor. There was a couple cat fights, but not enough. And they weren't like fighting over cock. Yeah. I want Kelly there. And I think I want to bring back April. Okay. April was the oldest one. She was, she's the one that, one of the only ones that I think genuinely made out with a guy or oh, something. They didn't okay. show us anything. So there's no way to tell, but she seemed pretty into her date. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to bring her back and be like, Joey and I didn't work out. So I'm back on Milf Island to check out some new cock and find true love this time. Because, you know, they always bring them back and they've always got a story. And they always say there are this time it's for real and this time they want to find true love. Right. And so I want ratio of MILFs to dick. Hmm. I want more MILFs than there are young men because I do want to see them fight. That's great. I would so much rather see these old women fight than these young guys fight. Yeah. Because these old women are very cutting. And as you've told me, they have access to language that Zoomers don't. 
Yeah, Zoomers aren't really much into calling each other sluts and whores. <laughs> the sex positivity thing, but these old ladies, no problem. They will call each other all the slurs under the rainbow. Milf Manor 2, loving milf dice. I'm into this. I love it. Oh, one more thing. They try to do this thing towards the end of Milf Manor where they're like, now that you found a young guy who you're interested in a relationship with, we're going to bring in these MILF's hot daughters. And they tried to do a thing where they were like, oh, is this guy want the daughter or does this guy want the MILF? And it was very clear that all of the guys wanted the daughters. Yeah. And it was so clear that one of the moms, even when they're goodbye, they were doing their goodbyes, she was like, I am breaking up with you and I want you to explore. I'm giving you the gift of freedom to explore anything you want, including a relationship with my daughter. That was so weird. Yeah, it was so fucking weird. Yeah, that, that, that this mom was like, you know what? My daughter, she's choice. And I think you should be hopping on that. It's like, what kind of fucked up people? It's not interesting fucked up. It's sad fucked up where you're like, this is all wrong and none of this should have been recorded and I wish I'd never seen this. You know how like there's that legendary black tape in Christery? Yeah. I feel like this entire series is that black tape. The black tape. Yeah, this is, I don't, it's really astounding that Discovery Plus somehow managed to put together a shows where moms and their sons are all cross-dating and it was so boring. It was yeah. as boring as it was. So listeners, look, look. We did it. We watched all of MILF Manor. You do not have to watch any of MILF Manor. I don't even think you should go on YouTube and like look up the highlights from the. It's the rare, fully produced, fully edited TV show that's just a bomb from beginning to end. Hopefully, they'll do a season two MILF Manor. We'll see these MILFs come back. But, uh, but, uh, but we apologize, listeners. We apologize on behalf of Mil on behalf of Milf Manor. Milf Manor failed you, listeners, and we apologize. This was supposed to be so much better than it was. I heard Milf Manor. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I cannot wait to see some geriatric bitches climb on these fresh out of high school fuckers. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry that you didn't get to see that, and I'm sorry, listeners, that this is the end. Of the loudest podcast. Uh, just to let you know, uh, you go to patreon.com slash hysterious. Look, for just $2, we have, I, I think we just uploaded our 166th bonus episode. We put two episodes of Christery out within a week because there was a Christery emergency. The incident. We had to comment on it that day. CWC is out of jail. They are currently at large. And they currently are large. <laughs> they are at large and going to molest Barb again. <laughs> we don't know where they are. We're terrified of where they might be. We talk about it all on a, a special emergency episode of Christmas that Zwick was nice enough. Like, like when we found out the CBC got out of jail, I texted Zwick immediately. I was like, can you please reserve a couple of hours tonight to edit an emergency Christmas? Zwick will like, he put aside his night to get this thing out. We'd such a fucking trooper. And yeah, and he cracked it out. Yeah. And then if you upgrade to the $15 level, you we will send you not one, not two, not six, but five stickers in the mail. Five awesome anime parodies. Every sticker this year is going to be a different anime parody. 
Rancho, there's an adorable sticker that Dylan made of you as the little girl from Spy X Family. Yeah, I really like that. It's cute. Yeah, it's like Dylan was like, there's this meme where the little girl goes, meh. I haven't seen the meme, but I've seen Spy X Family and I really enjoy it. There's an awesome sticker of me as the giant eyebrows guy from Fooly Cooly. Uh, there's a sticker of me as Monkey D. Luffy from One Piece. You can see all of the stickers. You go to patreon.com slash and we put them all up there. We got nine pieces of art done so far from amazing artists like Berries and Cream, Kibi, Mimi Yori did a, a ton of the art. And you know how much we love Mimi Yori. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, one of my favorites, fucking Berries of Cream drew us as the pop team epic girls. I think that one's my favorite. I think it's, look, I don't want to pick favorites. I really like that one, though. She she did such a good job. Yeah, so you go to our Patreon. Check it out. $2 level, you'll get 166 bonus episodes. You got a little more cash, you'll get a lot more stickers, and you'll get the video episode of this. And, uh... That's it. Uh, We will talk to you next week. You're a resident of Rutgersville, Virginia. Arm yourself. Bye. Bye.